Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to the GOAT channel on a Monday morning. So, we got the Super Bowl to talk about, and we also got the conference final games, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's it, really, we got those to talk about, but we're going to talk about a little bit of traveling I did this weekend, uh, Kind of tell you where I went. Kind of tell you some of my favorite places, maybe, and places I don't like. If we get to it, obviously, we're going to start out with the soupy, and then we're going to go on. You know, we're going to start out with the conference playoffs, and then work our way to the soupy, and then see what happens. So, with that said, what the hell, Chiefs? What the hell? I lost money. Now, let me say, I I wanted to, I I wanted the Chiefs to win, like just the or I wanted the Bengals to win. That just just the story, the story of the Bengals winning Joe Burrow's second year, and just the. Bengals story of not winning the playoff game, what, since 1980-something, and the Bengals just pretty much being a bad franchise, like, overall, like, people who stuck out as fans of them, just like they stick out as fans of the Lions, like, that's a story in itself right there. Um, sticking out a fan of a bad franchise, just like me. I mean, in a way, I, I've been a Cowboys fan, and their glory years were the 90s. So, you know, that story, though, awesome. Like, really, I was rooting for the Bengals, the, or the Bengals, or whatever, how you want to call them, whatever. I was rooting for them because I just love that story. The story is amazing. The story is great. Joe Burrow, though, is that dude, like, like, I want to see that dude lighting up a cigar win the Super Bowl, like, that, that is a story, and that is a sight to see, two years after doing it for LSU, come to the Bengals, maybe, who knows what he does the rest of his career, but to win a Super Bowl, take that franchise to a Super Bowl and win it, boy, that, that story that story is incredible, and that's kind of, that's that's the stories you want, I believe. So, you know, with that said, we'll get into the game a little bit. Uh, I want to tell you what I was starting to tell you. The Chiefs, I had them winning. I did. I just felt a plus. I just, I had them at seven points. It just felt like they were going to, and first half, I was like, Okay, I'm going to cash this. Because it really did. It looked like it was going to be fairly easy work. I didn't think it was going to end 21 to 3 or 21 to 10 or 21 to whatever the numbers ended up being. I can't even remember the exact score and all that. But I didn't think. I didn't think it was going to end up 
you know, I didn't think it was going to end up as big as it was at one time, like 21 to 10. But I did think they were going to cover that seven, uh, especially the way they were playing. Patrick Mahomes, they had no answer for him. And really, I don't know what happened in the second half. I know that defense didn't get better. Like, I don't know if he froze up just a little bit, which you wouldn't think a guy being, he's went to four AFC championship games, been to two Super Bowls. Like, you wouldn't think the guy froze up or something crazy. Like, it was just a very interesting thing. I mean, the D obviously did get a little bit better. But I'm not sure they got so much better that, like, they made him look like a rookie quarterback out there. Uh, so, I don't know. I think that shocks everybody in a way. Like, I don't know what happened. Um, the defense, I think, played solid enough on the Chiefs' side. And the offense played solid enough in the first half. They just, all they needed to do was make probably one more play. Um, they make one play in the second half. They made in the first half. They probably win that game. Uh, and they just couldn't do it for some reason. That offense just sputtered. It didn't. It didn't finish. Uh, the Bengals. I, let's give them credit though. They did get better on defense. They did get after the quarterback. Uh, they did, you know, make some plays. So they looked a lot better. But. Do I think it was such a dramatic difference? No, I think it was more the Chiefs' offense. Um, and then, really, the Bengals played pretty solid offensively whole game. Just kind of kept kept plug, or I guess kept uh, grinding at it, and kind of just kept pushing and, and got there. Like they just kept kept kind of grinding and uh, really really finished strong there. And Burrow solid game, is the leader, uh, threw one bad pick, but it almost looked like Chase should have brought it, flattened it, and Chase brought it up the hill, nobody would, nobody was talking about that on the broadcast, they were just talking about Burrow's pick, but really, it did look like Chase should have flattened that route out, instead of kind of take it to the corner a little bit, like take it up the field. If he would have flattened, I think he might have even got a completion or he would have been in a position to break that up. So I think that was a small small error on Chase's part to at least not be able to break it up. He started taking it up the field instead of kind of flat. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the only thing I've seen on that pick. The Patrick Mahomes pick... Honestly, that wasn't a terrible throw on the very last play. The very last play, I mean, he gave Hill a chance. Hill kind of got his, I mean, he got his hands on it or he at least got in position, kind of bodied. Uh, the real thing was, I mean, the guy made a good play. And, you know, it was, it was an odd interception because he tipped it off. He tipped it right into the guy's head. And the guy just kind of was like, oh, look what I found. So, you know, I don't really, I'm not a huge, 
I, I'm not going to kill him for that pick. I'm not going to kill him for either pick necessarily. Um, they weren't terrible picks. But his numbers don't lie as far as he, he didn't play well. Like, that's just the truth. He just didn't play well. So, you know, that's just... That's how it goes sometimes, but Patrick Mahomes, four times in the AFC Championship game, only been in the Super Bowl, I think, twice, and he's one and one, I think, in the Super Bowl, if, if my numbers are correct. Either way, you know, he, I, I know the numbers are that he's been to four straight, but it's crazy. Uh... The Chiefs, though, let me be honest with you. I betted on the Chiefs early in the year when they were not doing well. So I deserve to lose the bet because they did not win me any money early in the year. Because I was like, okay, the Chiefs are going to bounce back. They're going to look like Chiefs this week. Win by whatever. Never happened. Like, it eventually happened. But I was done betting on them by that point. I would imagine they didn't cover the spread quite a few times this year. And so I should have known. I mean, honestly, I should have just known. But, with all that said, we got to go to the next game. The NFC. And I didn't cover on this one either. I did. I would have won my bet if I did money line, but I did a three and a half points to the Rams. Really felt like the Rams were going to do something. Well, they did something. They won. But they didn't cover. So, with that point said, though, it doesn't matter. I, I really wanted to see the Rams and Bengals play. That was kind of who I was hoping for. Now, my prediction was Chiefs-Rams, but I just thought the Chiefs were too much the way they were playing. And if they would have kept up that first quarter, they would have been too much. They just didn't keep up the first quarter. So, the Rams, they struggled a little bit starting out. They only had seven points for, I don't know if it was all the way the fourth quarter or if it was in the third quarter late, but they had seven points a lot of the game. Uh, and then the first quarter... Trying to think here. Yeah, the first possession, I think it was, Stafford throw a pick, and you're thinking, uh, okay. We see you, Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford, like you thought it was going to be. You thought that that was going to be what happened the rest of the game. But, come to find out, not what happened the rest of the game. Come to find out, Matthew Stafford, even if he was Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford with that first pick, was a winning Matthew Stafford. Made some winning plays, found Cooper Cup, found Beckham, uh, did, I mean, did great. Really, he did a great job. He threw, well, let's be honest here. They had an opportunity like two possessions one or two possessions before the dropped interception 
they had an opportunity to score a touchdown. He had two guys drop passes. He had Cup drop passes, and he had uh, Skoronek, I think it was, or something, drop a pass. So, two people drop passes for touchdowns. So, I guess the football guys were like, ah, we'll give this back to them. 49ers guy dropped the interception. But we're not sitting here guaranteeing that they would have won if he would have caught that interception. No, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it would have made a difference. But they would have not necessarily won the game. You know, the Rams still would have had a good shot. So, you know, I know that was a big play at the time. But there was still time on the clock. There was still enough, plenty of time to win the game for the Rams if he would have even intercepted it. Uh, so I'm not going to put a lot of it on him because I just think there was still too much time. Now, say that was happening at like one minute and he drops a pass with only one time out and like, you know, there's no way the Rams would have got the ball back or something. Now, you know, we don't want to put blame on the dude because the defense could still make a stop after that. But then you can have that conversation of like, okay, this guy would have did this and this. Well, this would have happened. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my only thing. I, I don't blame him for it. Like, I don't think that pick, like, that pick would have helped. But are you guaranteeing anything? No. Like, that pick is just something that should have happened on paper should have happened they should have got the ball and they should have had an opportunity i guess with the ball um before they would have had a punt or something back but do i believe it was like this game changer no i'm, I'm not under that impression i don't think it really yeah I, I don't think it really made this big old game changing difference so that that's kind of I mean, both quarterbacks didn't play too bad. Jimmy G made a really ugly decision at the end of the half or at the end of the game. But in all fairness, he was just trying to get it away. Um, it did tip off his receiver's hand, which made the ball go go for an interception. I think Jimmy G's the starting quarterback in this league. I don't believe it'll be for the 49ers. But I don't believe in Trey Lance. Now, Trey Lance may come out, may surprise us. They may feel like he's ready. They may see what they need to see. But if I'm just going off of his ability and why, you know, the I, I just he have to he has to get better. Um, he didn't play that many college games, or especially the last like year or something. He hasn't played that many games. Like he may have talent, but he's got to just get better overall. And so we're probably gonna see that improvement next year because I'd say Jimmy G's out, and I say Jimmy G is probably gonna be a starter somewhere. Somebody's gonna give him a shot, and I I think I think it's I do think he. I don't know if he's a starter, but I do know he's he's a winner. You could put him in a category of a winner, and I believe that he can definitely help a team, or at least he's an he's he's at worst like an average quarterback in the league. Like 
he might not be spectacular. He may not. He's probably not as bad as like a lot. Of, you know, some of these quarterbacks in the league. Uh, but he's an average quarterback, and I believe he probably deserves a shot to just start somewhere. So we'll see who who gets him because it's going to be a veteran quarterback market. Because they, I don't think any quarterback is a starting quarterback this year. That's a rookie. But they'll definitely be some quarterbacks drafted. Uh, but I don't know if any of them are starters. So I think there'll be a veteran market, hire, you know, sign veterans and then see what they can help you do. So that's just a little bit on Jimmy G. Debo Samuel's absolute beast. Like, there's nothing else you can say about that dude. That dude is on another level right now. If he plays like he did this year, all year, next year, that dude is on a different level. And the thing is, like, he just does it all. He can catch passes. He can catch screen passes. He can have catch deep passes. But he's probably the best running back on that team. Like, Mitchell's good, but he didn't do anything yesterday. And Debo was that dude. Like, and that's the worst part because you want to still line him up as wide out so he can make those big plays. But you got to give him the ball because he's going to get you first down. So, Debo, whole different level. Defense, solid. Defense is going to be good. I think they're fine. I, I guess it just really depends on how their quarterback drafting went. Um, I think they're fine in every other sense. But, like, I wasn't going fast enough for these people. But, yeah, I guess it just depends on how well Lance does. But they feel like they're a team that can stick around, do well, and be fun. Then, so I guess we got our Super Bowl. We got our Rams. We got our, the Bengals. Rams versus Bengals. I may wait on the prediction. Eh, I might as well say the prediction is two weeks away. Uh, I might as well go ahead and get my opinion. Like, y'all should see what I'm seeing. We're going to give my opinion on this. But, this crazy lady, I think it's a lady. I don't know, but she passed me in the center lane. I'm going close to the speed limit. Like, I'm just a little under. But that wasn't enough. She got to a red light. And there's just like a little inlet to the right side of it like there it's actually like a driveway pretty much like there's only one house up there maybe two houses up there so she goes right on red does basically like a u-turn gets back on the main road so she can bypass the red light and not wait on a green light like i don't know why she's in a hurry maybe she has a reason but she was hammering down. She was going like 65 and a 55. And then she was like, she's basically pretty much running red light. She didn't run it the normal way. She tried to cheat the system, but that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Anyway, people on the road. It's insane. But, uh, yeah, I might go ahead and make my Super Bowl prediction. And then once we get into a little bit about Super Bowl, 
uh, I tell you a little bit about some other stuff there. Um, the little trip thing and maybe my favorite things to do while I'm down there and all that stuff. But real quick, Super Bowl prediction. Rams, Bengals. I think the story's great. I like it. I like, I love the story. I love how it worked out. I've got to say, I've got to say, I think the Rams are going to win. I do, I do believe it is the Rams year. Um, I just think Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. So I really believe it is the Rams year. Uh, and I really believe they'll do well. And I just, the Rams are a very talented team. They they pretty much went all in, so it is for a Super Bowl. I, I don't know what they're going to look like after this year. Like, it feels like it's this year, and then, you know, we'll see what we can do with our salary cap and do with our players next year. So I, I'm pretty sure they put their chips all in, and I do believe the gamble is going to pay off. They seem like the better team. Um, but it should be a fairly good Super Bowl if the Bengals are ready and prepared and feel like they should be there um, and don't worry about how young they are. Like, really does seem like it could be a good Super Bowl. And I do, like I said, I feel like the Rams have too much firepower on offense. I feel like they're good. You know, the 49ers are a solid defense. I don't think the Bengals are quite that good on defense. The Bengals' offensive line is horrendous. Like, they are awful. And with Von Miller and Donald, and I think Gaines getting after you, I just don't see it. I just, he's going to get sacked so many times, probably, Burrow. Um, but, and they held up pretty good yesterday, like that all on. Um, he took a few shots. Stafford took a few shots. But I think that's the difference. I don't think the Bengals line or defensive line is as good as the 49ers, obviously. So, I think that's the key, though. I, I don't think the 49ers or I don't think the Bengals line's nearly as good. So, you take that into account. And then their offensive line's not great. And so you got to take that into account. And, you know, they played pretty well last game. But the Chiefs are not, you know, they're a solid rushing team. But I don't know how great they are. I believe the Rams, though, with Donald and uh, Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. I believe they're going to be able to get after him against that line. I think that's going to really be the downfall. So I do predict the Rams to win. So yeah, I predict the Rams to win. But I'm not sure... I don't know how, I just, it almost feels like a blowout because of that defense. Now, it does depend on how the offenses play and all that stuff, but I'm going Rams as my Super Bowl pick and champion. I want to say this, though, 
the Bengals are who I'm rooting for. I want that story. That Joe Burrow story. You write that and I'm putting it in the movie script. Where he transferred. He did this at LSU. He comes in, gets hurt. In year two, takes his team to the Super Bowl and wins it all. Like, just getting to the Super Bowl after that story is cool. But winning the Super Bowl, that would be a whole nother level. So I'm going Rams as a prediction. If I'm going to bet on it, I'm probably betting Rams by, I don't know how many points they're going to get, but I'm going to bet them. But the Bengals, that story, that's the story we need. But, you know, no, but I mean, the Chiefs were favored by seven, so not a lot of people were given much of a chance, really. I mean, seven points is quite a big spread. The Chiefs were favored, and so the Bengals pulled it out. So, like I said, I'm just looking forward to or wanting to um, that story. That that that's what I want. I want like I just want that story. I believe. Um, I believe that story is such a good one that we really need to uh, that's the one I want to embrace and that's the like I think it'd be just such a great story if it happened uh, but yeah and the Bengals the win like nobody would have thought that coming into the season probably at all like there's probably some people that was like yeah, Joe Burrow was chasing all this, but I don't know if they would have predicted it. You know, I don't know if it was a real prediction. So that that's that's what I want to see. But I do have the Rams, and I have the Rams by ten. Uh, honestly, don't really know a score prediction, but I really would put about ten on them. Ten on it. So. Right, let's transition this thing to a little bit of travel talk. I took a little trip to this weekend. Nothing major. Just went down in Pigeon Forge, you know, just for a couple days. Didn't do, like, a whole lot or anything. Just kind of went, hung out. Uh, wanted to do an escape game at some point, but you had to have, like, groups of it in the escape game. And even then, like, escape games are, like, $30-something a person. Which is pretty crazy, actually. But, you know, I want to do an escape game. I looked them up. Um, for two people, though, like I said, like you had to pay like the full price for a private game or something. At this one place. Some places, I think, are still on COVID, so you can do private games. But, yeah, the price was outrageous. So, we didn't do that. Uh, we did throw axes, though. Axes are fun. Um, I like Pigeon Forge. I've been down there for a day trip in like November or something. But I haven't actually been down there to stay since a year ago. And we were going a few times a year because it's just a simple place to go to. Easy, you know, to get to. Lots of stuff to do. You know, just all that. All that, really. So, Pigeon Forge is just such an easy place because it's not too far of a drive. There's, Like I said, there's so much to do. So many things down there that you can do. And, like, well, I don't even go to Gatlinburg every time. I don't go to Gatlinburg too often because it's, like, been busy. But I guess the main reason I haven't been to Gatlinburg is because of this whole pandemic thing. You know, like, 
you're trying to trying to stay socially distant. Uh, but I used to love going to Gatlinburg. But we'll talk about that in maybe just a second. Tell you what I did and this weekend and maybe some of my favorite stuff after that. We'll just see where we're at. But yeah, so you know, we got down there, didn't do you know, we just shopped, looked around, bought I bought this cool LeBron onesies like for or LeBron baby outfit or whatever. It said LeBron on it. Um, just kind of shopped around, looked around, went to these different places, and I tried moonshine. I ha I tried a, I went to Gautenberg Brewing because I really wanted to try this beer. They had a coffee beer, but it was like a blonde coffee beer. It wasn't like that dark kind that you usually see. So we had this blonde coffee ale, which was or beer, which was delicious. I. But I did, I did a four. I tried four things, and they were all good. Apple butter, beer, a mango pineapple, sour, I think it was, or it was pretty sour, and then a very good IPA. Like, everything I tried there was spot on. They, they had really good flavors. I uh, walked across in the Tennessee Legends, tried eight different alcohols. And so that's one thing that if you're going to Gautenberg and Pigeon Forge, and you do like to you know you do like to drink or you're just you know you're a person who drinks once in a while or occasionally or something you know somebody who's not drinking at all obviously wouldn't wouldn't go there but if you're like one of those people who'll drink a little bit here and there drink sometimes like that that's Pigeon Forge and Gautenberg I tried a few different places three I think maybe but you know, I just tried two of them because I was already there and just, you know, figured out I would try them. But that's that's really what you go for. It, it's fun to try them. It's fun to just mess around. Like, honestly, you could get a good buzz if that's something you're trying to do. It, I mean, you know, it really depends on what you're trying to do. But, like, you can get a good buzz and you can try some good stuff. Me, personally, I don't like the flavored stuff. I do try it because it's a lot of what places that you try. But am I a fan of it? Not really. I would rather drink straight stuff. And so, mostly if I go to places, I'll try some straight stuff or most of the straight stuff I can try. And then maybe I'll throw in a flavor or two. But the moonshines down there, a lot of people, if... If, you, if you're into really flavored, sweet moonshine or and you don't like the burning stuff and low proof, like, it's ideal for you to go to these places and try them because, like, you'll definitely find something you like that's really sweet, that, that really kind of you enjoy. So that's something, I mean, that's the majority of what you can do down there that's basically free. Sometimes it costs $5, and they'll give your money back. And they'll give you, like, your money back in credit or something in the store, and then you can purchase something else. But, yeah, that's, you know, Old Smokey really made that happen. And I may talk about that in just a second. I want to talk about the trip. and Well, I'll finish that. Old Smokey really made it happen. Like, they're the first ones. And then, like, 
these other places started coming to Gautenberg. A lot of them weren't Pigeon Forge yet. You had Gautenberg, uh, like Sugarland and the Whiskey Place. And then I think Tennessee Moonshine is now down there, but they had Doc Collier at the time. And they came in Gautenberg. We were going before Old Smokey was there, I believe. Or Yeah. I don't know how old I was when Old Smokey was there. I'd have to look at it. But I'm pretty sure that I, I was drinking age, maybe. Or if not, I, I tried it as soon as I could after that. Um, I might have not quite been drinking age yet, but I probably tried it as soon as I could after that or something. We were definitely going down there when it came in but it really revolutionized and changed everything because that's you know moonshine kind of came in as this place where you can go sample this stuff so Gautenberg obviously there's all those and then you could and they got wines and stuff but then Pigeon Forge was like okay we can do this too so Pigeon Forge now has quite a bit but that's that's a real attraction when you go down there the island I'm not a huge fan of it we did go to the island I just, there's not too much there I like, shop-wise, but they do have good food. Like, if you're going to go eat, that's probably a good little foodie area. Uh, go have you have you some food, especially Paula Deen's and Margaritaville. You know, that's probably the two biggest, obviously. Well, we had Five, Five Oaks Farm Kitchen. If you ever go down there, Five Oaks is very good. First time I've ever been. Because I like to go to different restaurants, you know, new restaurants each time. I don't like to eat the same stuff. Now, we do eat the same stuff, obviously, occasionally. But, like the Blue Moose, one of our favorite places down there. Probably probably our favorite place. Also, like the Smoky Mountain Brewery, it's, it's pretty high on the list. Um, those, two are, those two are ones we will continuously go back to. But... Five Oaks, very expensive, not going to lie. Well, pretty expensive, depending on what you're, you're... Everybody has a different definition of expensive, probably. Um, but fairly expensive. But you get very big portions and really good food. Um, that's all I can really say. It's very good food. I, I got a barbecue platter with... Uh, I went ahead and just went all out because like, what I was interested in that wasn't on it was like 20 some dollars a plate and it cost 25 for the platter you got a brisket you got pulled pork on toast i believe you got two sides yeah coleslaw and potato salad you, you can switch sides out and ribs very i mean really good the ribs were probably my least favorite but they were still pretty good the only reason i wasn't a huge fan of the ribs is because of the barbecue they had it piled on and it was like they had too much of it you get a cup of soup when you get there and then my wife she got a vegetable plate it's a big old vegetable plate she got a potato and like three other vegetables and the potato was massive so you know value is there but you can only eat so much like really so then later that night we ate at Knox Doe I had a milkshake. I'm not a big fan of cookie dough by itself, especially at these cookie dough places. I think they, I think it's usually too sweet, and the consistency is kind of odd on a lot of it. But with that said, we went to 
We went to Knox Dough, and I had a cookie dough milkshake, which was pretty good. Basically, they mix your confetti cookie dough in vanilla ice cream. And honestly, it was it was good. That was, you know, that was pretty solid. The next morning, we went to Brick and Spoon. And it's a little brunch breakfast place. That's all they have. They they're only open I think till two or something. It look, seems like on the menu, and they have some they have some different options. So like, if you're looking for something different, they do have omelets and they've got they got like a regular style breakfast, but they also got some different options. And I had I had chicken and I had chicken and biscuits with a spicy honey glaze I think was on the chickens and they just drizzle it on your plate as well uh, but I also had country gravy on my biscuits like that was a that was a really good meal too much food for breakfast honestly like I don't like a huge heavy breakfast um, I don't eat breakfast during the week but on weekends or something I do like a good breakfast and it was very good, but like I said, it, it was a little bit, you know, heavy. I would say, like it was, it was uh, just a little too much for that early. Uh, but yeah, had uh, we ate that for breakfast. She just had like biscuits and gravy and grits, cheese grits. And I almost got a mimosa or a Bloody Mary just because they look so good. But they're like kind of known for those kind of things too. Like they have those on their menus. And they look good or they sounded good. I did see a, 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 quite a few Bloody Marys go out. And they, they look pretty good. But I'm not a huge fan of Bloody Marys anyway. Uh, after that, we just rode around and shopped and kind of just looked at some shops. We threw axes that day. Axes are fun. But there's just so much you can do down there. I went and looked at sports cards one day. Like, there's plenty of shops. There's plenty of stuff to do. Like, it's a crazy amount of things they have going on there that you just, you, you're like, wow. They got like, you know, you couldn't even do it all in a weekend if you wanted to. Like, that's why you can go back so many times. And typically, my go-to is just go down there and relax and shop a little even if I don't buy anything just look at the shops and then you know even if you don't buy anything or go try moonshine and just try wine and just basically just hang out and just relax and you know enjoy yourself and you you can do a bunch of stuff for free and really then you can just buy like cheap food cause they got like even they got fast food places that you probably don't have at home like it's just it's just a very cool place to go in a quick trip and so we didn't do a whole lot I wouldn't say but I, I would I would say we did you know we did quite a bit we had fun enjoyed it relaxed ate pretty good brick and spoon was good and the other place so we, we can't complain there. But, 
yeah, if you don't go, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything else we did while we were down there. There's flea markets and stuff you can go to. That's, that's some my go-to. Uh, like I said, we, we probably haven't been in a while to Gautenberg, and we don't go as often anymore because it's just everything going on. You're trying to, like, you have to wear a mask, and you're just trying to stay healthy. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing is you really just want to stay healthy. And so we used to go, like, a few times a year, um, and then just a lot's been going on. But, yeah, Gautenberg is definitely a place to go. Right now is probably the best time to go as far as you don't have to deal with a lot of traffic. But, yeah, so we talked Super Bowl. We talked a little trip action, a little travel action. Till next time, we out.